Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Previously on Sports Yak. You're a college basketball player and you're hanging your head and jogging down the floor. That's, well, I can't say what it is. Coming up on this episode of Sports Yak. You go to the lobby. Or, here's another thing, sit next to the older couple. Don't sit down here by me, because you know what? I'd like to hear the preview. Maybe there's a movie that I would like to come see. But I won't have that opportunity, Chatty Cathy, because you're pulling your own string. From South Bend, Indiana, the parish of America... From South Bend, Indiana, what the Egyptians aren't, the pyramids. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcer. Listen to me, I'm Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcement. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Because big guys gotta look good too. And now, Sports Yak! Here we go, episode 51 into the weekend, Chuck Freed. The Dick Buckus episode. Oh, tell me more about him since I've never seen him play. Yes, I know. Dick Buckus, 1965, one of two Bears rookies along with Gail Sayers who were going to rebuild the Chicago Bears into a dynasty. Unfortunately, both Butkus and Sayers were plagued by injuries throughout their brief careers. But Butkus was a force of nature at linebacker. Mean, snarling, had no problem after a hit, maybe rubbing a guy's face in the dirt or something like that. He was the epitome of the linebacker position, which is why in college football they call it the Butkus Award when they award the nation's top linebacker. In my mind's eye, I see him in a movie when I was growing up. Well, he he became an actor, and he was in a number of movies uh, growing up. Can't think of the titles of any of them. he have been in The Longest Yard? Might have been, yes. Yeah. He's not the guy that punched the horse in Blazing Saddles. No, that's Alex Karras. Was he a football guy? Alex Karras was a football guy, played for the Lions, was a commentator on Monday Night Football for a few years. And he grew up in northwest Indiana, played up in the region. The Bears have retired his number. Any given Sunday, Al Pacino movie. Okay. He was on coach a handful of times. Yeah. Playing himself. Well, because he is Dick Buckus. He was on MacGyver for a while. Necessary Roughness. Gremlins 2. He was in My Two Dads for a while. He played Druton in Hamburger, the movie. He was in Johnny Dangerously with uh, Michael Keaton. Remember that one? Uh, vaguely, yes. Played two roles in Magnum P.I. He was Clarence and Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He was on Fantasy Island twice as Derek Haskell and back as Moose Maloney. Uh, Wonder Woman back in the day. Gus. The football kicking mule, yes. <laughs> Six million dollar man. And in Brian's song as Dick Buckus. Exactly. Okay. Since we last left off, how's your week been? My week's been fine. Yes. Appreciated hearing, uh, getting some tweets from some of the maniacs who are out there listening. Yes, you had a question right at the last minute, didn't Asked you? Asked what IU fans thought of Archie Miller. Brad Miller, no relation to Archie as far as I know, mm-hmm. uh, chimed in and basically said he thinks that Archie is doing okay. He's been plagued by injuries with his team and that he likes the fact that he's recruiting the state of Indiana very well. Did you have a chance to go see the opposing team of your basketball show tonight? Seen Westview and Fairfield this week, so I feel like I'm well prepared for what we're going to see tonight in the Northeast Corner Conference. So we go over to Topeka, one of the great atmospheres in high school basketball. If I'm going to watch, and I am, a couple of players to keep my eye on. I always appreciate this. Well, as you'll hear in our Jordan Automotive Keys to Win tonight, Uh, The key players for Westview, Charlie Yoder, the coach's son, the leading scorer on the team, 6'5", junior, already over 1,000 points in his career, only as a junior. And then their guy that kind of makes him go and their best defensive player is a young man by the name of Elijah Hales. The longtime basketball fans around here will remember his daddy, Ross, was an outstanding player at Elkhart Memorial, went on to a two-sport career at IU, played football and basketball for the Hoosiers, and is now the JV coach at Westview. Elijah is wicked smart. He'll be our TCU Student Athlete of the Week tonight. Uh, I think on the SAT he's got something like a 1540 Hmm. out of a possible 1600. So he could be going to the University of Chicago to play basketball and study. Could be going to Harvard to just study. So those are the two guys for Westview. For Fairfield, keep an eye on Cordell Hofer, uh, big 6'3 forward, very strong inside player. And then Nolan Sherrick, who is a transfer from Westview, and is now at Fairfield and has really developed his game in the last year and a half, averages about 13 points a game, and is a very solid defender as well. Speaking of high school basketball, if you don't follow Chuck at 46 Sports on Facebook, might I suggest you do that, hit the like button, and enjoy the Sean Kemp high school photo that you had reposted. That's a fantastic photo. Well, it's fantastic for a number of reasons. The reason I reposted it is the young man guarding Sean Kemp in the picture is Rob Yoder, who happens to be the Westview coach. His hairstyle has changed a wee bit since the day. He had the the flowing locks in the late 80s, kind of a Steve Alford look. Yes. And now he's wearing the buzz cut. And Sean Kemp stands about mm, foot and a couple inches above him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Kemp and Northside Gym was packed. They used to play the Concord-Westview game when Kemp was at Concord at Northside Gym because Westview brings so many people with them. Mm-hmm. And they would have no place to put them in McEwen Gym, which only sits about 3,000. And the people at Concord were smart. They said, even if we have to rent Northside Gym, we're going to make so much money from the five to 6,000 people that will be there at the game that it will be worth our while. I can't tell you what a marvel Kemp was in terms of filling seats. I've not seen anybody like him in this area 
since. With the 17th pick in the 1989 NBA draft, the Seattle Supersonics select Sean Kemp. They played St. Joe one night, and they St. Joe had a tiny little gym over in the old high school. I don't know if you ever remember being in that gym or not. No. Only sat about 1,500 people. Is that the building down from Channel 16? Yes. That okay. was And since has been torn down. Okay. So St. Joe says, oh, my gosh, we only have 1,500 people. We could sell a lot more seats than this. So they rented out the Joyce Center really? to play the game. And it was scheduled for like a 7.30 tip-off or something like that. And I went there and I did a live shot at 6.20. And when I went to do the live shot, there were lines of people out past the Joyce Center. Now, you could still drive on Juniper Road at the time. Okay. And the line of people went from Gate 10 of the Joyce Center down Juniper Road. People standing in line waiting to get in. How quickly did word get around about him that people started coming. Oh, it didn't take long. Yeah. It didn't take long. So, St. Joe had a really good team that year. They had two guys named Rodney Holmes and Darren T. Moore, and I think they had maybe lost once or twice going into this. Concord was undefeated, and, of course, they had Kemp. And so we're in the Joyce Center, and it's getting closer to tip-off. And the lower arena at the Joyce Center is filled. And this was when the Joyce Center still seated 11,000 people. Okay. And so up top, instead of the chair seats that they had now, they had bleachers. bleachers. They had none of the bleachers pulled out in the upper arena. They, you know, we got enough seats in the lower bowl. This will be fine. And so they're delayed the tip off and they're pulling out bleachers in the upper arena. And as soon as they would pull out a bleacher, it was like watching ants at a picnic. These people would just scramble and get in the seats. And then they'd pull out another. They filled the place, and they turned away 2,000 people. 11,000 showed up for a high school basketball game. And they turned away 2,000 people. Actually, I had to go to my principal five times and to ask him. He, he thought I was crazy. He's giving up a home game. When we got there, they just had the padded seats, the arena down below. Um, and before the JV game started, that was completely full. So the next thing you know, they started pulling out bleachers from up above, and a section at a time came out, they filled up just as quick as they were pulling them out. We had our one kid, it was a, a lob dunk, and it was a dunk play for Sean, and my center was in perfect position. My center was, his hands were maybe at the, at the rim, and uh, all of a sudden you saw Sean, and all you saw was probably his waistline at my kid's head. And he had to be at, at at least the box high, if not higher, and just dunked it on him. And that's when my kid turned around, you know, and I just, <laughs> what can you do? You can't stop that. What year was that in his? 1988. Senior year, junior year? Kemp's senior year. My goodness. Everywhere he went that season, that yeah. kind of. Yeah. And now where's he at? Uh, he lives out in Seattle. Yeah. He runs some restaurants out there. Okay. Gets back here from time to time. He still has family in the area he's he's done some things over at concord a couple of years ago i think he gave the the entire team uh some new shoes that came out to oh. mark an anniversary for him um i always got along with sean great i you know he wasn't the greatest interview i think at at the time in high school he was he was kind of shy he was taken aback by all the attention given sure. him 
and he didn't really know who to trust. Okay. And he's he's kind of developed as a man and 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 evolved over the years and and become more accustomed to the limelight. They call him the Rain Man back then? Yes, because out in Seattle, uh they get so much rain and oh my gosh, if you go on YouTube and watch Sean Kemp dunks, I mean, you can you can kill a lot of time watching those. And somewhere out there, there might be some of the high school footage that we shot. In fact, maybe uh, some from that game at the Joy really? Center. Other games around the area you're going to keep your eye on tonight? Well, the ones that I've labeled as marquee matchups on our 46 Sports Twitter page tonight, Riley goes to Jimtown. It would seem to be a mismatch, but Jimtown has played very well this year. They've knocked off teams like South Bend, Washington, and Northwood. So let's see how the Wildcats do when they have to leave the friendly confines of Algie Oldham Gym and move on over to the Jimmy Gym on the banks of the Bogo. Matt Schaus, I'm sure, will have the Jimmies ready. Then uh, St. Joe is at Penn tonight. Penn has been on a roll. They scored 95 the other night against Northridge on Tuesday night. We'll see how they do against the Indians. Al Rhodes' team is third in the state of Indiana in scoring. Also tonight, you've got the semifinals of the Bi-County Tournament, which means you've got John Glenn taking on Argus over at Dale E. Cox Gymnasium in Lakeville, and then the home team, LaVille, will take on New Prairie. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good, too. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. College basketball, let's talk about that. Michigan State got a big win last night on the road at Nebraska, 170-64. Cassius Winston continues to look like a Big Ten player of the year, maybe even Big Ten MVP, as he scored 29 in that one. So the Spartans right now have a half-game lead over Michigan. They're both unbeaten in Big Ten play. Michigan State at 7-0, Michigan at 6-0. And then we've got a huge game tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock on 103.1 FM. Indiana goes to Purdue to take on the Boilermakers. The Hoosiers have had all kinds of problems rebounding. They looked completely unmotivated Monday when they played Nebraska. They lost by 16. They've lost three in a row in Big Ten play. They're 3-3 three and three in the league. Purdue stock up, as we said the other day. They beat Wisconsin last Friday. They got a huge win over Rutgers on Tuesday night, and now they play at Mackey Arena where they have not lost this year. Got Purdue then? I'm taking Purdue in that one. Who you got? <laughs> Purdue. Sure. Yeah. Notre Dame will be at home on Saturday taking on North Carolina State, team ranked 15th in the nation. Lots of times the Wolfpack kind of plays third fiddle down there in the triangle because you get Duke and North Carolina that mm-hmm. everybody naturally talks about. But this is a good NC State team, and they'll be favored even on the road coming into Notre Dame. You have to think that if the Irish are going to win one in this little five-game stretch where it's really tough for them, it could be this one since they're playing at home. Women play on Sunday. Women play on Sunday against Boston College. Uh, You can hear that one on Pulse FM. 
should not be much of a game. The Irish look to be the dominant team there. And they, they were dominant on Wednesday night against Virginia Tech, winning that one by a count of 80-51. to 51. Jessica Shepard with another double-double for the Irish in that one. Let's move to NBA. The Bulls and the Pacers continue to stink. Now, the Pacers, when I say the Pacers stink, put it into context. They're probably the third or fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. But the Eastern Conference, as we discussed on the last show, Nothing compared to the Western Conference. No one cares. So the fact that the Pacers got blitzed at home by 26 last night by Philadelphia, that's not good. That's not good. It's still better than the Bulls. The Bulls are just awful. Why anybody would pay money to see that team is beyond me. In fact, I wouldn't even turn them on TV for free last night when I had the opportunity because they stink. They lost to Denver by 30. 135 to 105. Jim Boylan's supposed to be a defensive genius. How are you a defensive genius giving up 135? Although I don't know if you've seen the trend lately, Corey, but in the NBA right now, seems like there's a whole lot of scoring going on. Golden State the other night scored 51 in the first quarter. That's an NBA record, by the way. People are jacking up the threes and hitting the threes. Yeah. Golden State hit 10 threes in the first quarter at Denver the other night and put 51 up on the Nuggets. James Harden the other night had 58. Now, granted, that game went overtime, but Brooklyn beats Houston 145-142. And you might say, well, okay, James Harden has had now, let's see, I think that's 18 straight games for him of 30 points or more. I believe the NBA record is held by a man by the name of Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. And he scored 21 straight games of 30 or more. But one of the reasons Harden is scoring that much is because Houston has nothing else around him. They are all banged up. And Harden's about the only healthy player they have. So they have to play him, and they have to play him practically the whole game in order to have a chance to win. Because as the Lakers are finding right now, when LeBron is sitting out with this groin injury, Lakers are going to Lakers are going to have a 13 game stretch here without LeBron in the lineup, and they're probably going to go four and nine because they just lost at Oklahoma City last night, or did they win? I think they might have won that game in overtime last night, so that was a big win for them. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Houston later, um, but they're on the outside looking into the playoff picture right now. If, if you stopped the schedule today and looked at the top eight teams in the West, they would not be one of them. So that's how competitive the Western Conference is. And you got to have your stars out there on the court just to compete. Coming up on Monday's episode of What Else with Corey Mann, we dip into the archives back to 2015 and my conversation with Plum. Because it was a, a huge shock. Uh, mine was one of those where... It just blindsided me that two days after Christmas, it was just, I'm, I'm done and I'm moving out. And six weeks or so had gone by that it was strange, but when he left, it was a complete shock. Plum, Monday's guest on What Else with Corey Mann podcast, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you download podcasts. What Else with Corey Mann? Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks, but the second K is silent. 
Sunday afternoon, right around 3 o'clock, do not bother contacting Chuck Freebie. He will be in couch mode. Couch mode. It's a new thing on your iPhone. Have you seen it yet? I wish. There's plane mode, but then there's couch mode. Well, we've got football on Sunday, and it is championship Sunday in the NFL, the two conference championship games. Corey, first of all, let's talk Rams-Saints. That's your 3 o'clock game that's down in New Orleans. Saints won by 10 earlier in the year. You've got the two Shawns on the sidelines, Sean McVay for the Rams, Sean Payton for the Saints. And both of these conference championship games have the younger quarterback against the old wily veteran. Mm-hmm. So you got Jared Goff of the Rams going up against that Saints defense, and you've got Drew Brees of the Saints, 41 years old, going up against Aaron Donald and that Rams defense. And I think it's just a very interesting matchup to watch. But I tend to go with the home teams in these games. I love Drew Brees. We talked about this. uh, We've touched on this many times. I tend to root for the person more than do the team. But he's been there more times in this situation than uh, the other guy. Well, yeah, because he's, uh, you know, 41 years old. So there's more experience when uh, things are unfolding. I think Drew's going to handle it better. I'm going to go Saints as well. What is it that you like about Drew Brees? I remember him playing at Purdue. I remember him being really good. Yeah. And then, of course, with the Saints. But I tend to keep an eye on people when some of the good news stories floats to the top. And it seems like that guy is, uh, he knows who's in charge of this world. And he knows that um, it's just a game. And there's other things going on in life. I love uh, that. Uh, was it this year or last year when he? Oh yeah, it was this year when he uh, he hit that milestone and he just looked his boys in the eye and yep. you chase after it. I, that that moment right there kind of secured a spot for him in my heart. He does a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. The night game, the prime time matchup on CBS with your buddies Jim Nance and Tony Romo, the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Against New England, game time temperature expected to be somewhere around 15 degrees. Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns in the regular season. Tom Brady is 41 years old and playing in his eighth consecutive AFC championship game. So you've got the quarterback of now versus the quarterback of the ages. And that's really the compelling matchup to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of cheating. Yeah. So the Chiefs have all of a sudden become one of my favorite teams on this Sunday night. Well, and here's the other thing. The Chiefs have a local connection. They have a wide receiver named Garrick Dieter that doesn't play a whole lot, plays on special teams, Mm -hmm. went to South Bend Washington High School and set records there, and then he went to SMU Bowling Green in Alabama before he went to the NFL. He's been on the practice squad of the Chiefs for a couple of years and finally getting his chance. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if if you're looking to root for the local guy, then you root for the Chiefs. If you want to root for the old guys to be in the uh, Super Bowl, you could have a Super Bowl with two quarterbacks over the age of 40. How about that? With Breeze and Brady. That and they've like never stat. met before in a Super Bowl, by the way. That feels like a stat. The last time two over 40 quarterbacks. It's never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Okay. So, you know, history... There's all kinds of history to to look at in this matchup. Here's the thing. I'm if you had to ask me who I think will win, it would be the Patriots. 
and we covered this on the last show. Bill Belichick has a history of winning these games. Andy Reid has a history of losing these games. Mm-hmm. Those are the two coaches. Of course, I'm rooting for the Chiefs because, like you, I've just i I've had my fill with the Patriots. I want to see some new blood in there. Yes, the Chiefs have not won a or excuse me, the Patriots have not won a playoff road game since 2007. That's something to pay attention to on Sunday. Now, fact of the matter is they haven't had that many playoff road games. They've usually been the number one seed and gotten to play all their games at home. Mm-hmm. Do you Now, obviously they're playing this game at Kansas City because Kansas City finished with a better record. Do you know what the difference is between these two teams and why Kansas City finished with a better record? Give it to me. Remember that wacky play at the end of the Miami-New England game? where Miami scored on the last play of the game with laterals and things like that. Place went nuts. That's the difference. That's why New England is having to go to Kansas City to play this game instead of being able to play it at Gillette Stadium. Do you think this is the last game of either of the Saints quarterback or the Patriots quarterback? I don't think it's Drew Brees' last game. I think if the Patriots win out... It could be the end of the Belichick-Brady time. Okay. But you think Drew's got some more gas in the tank still? I think so, yeah. Does he have a Super Bowl ring? Yes, he does. Okay. All right. So both of us like the Saints and the Chiefs. Well, we're rooting for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I'm picking the Patriots. Who are you picking? Chiefs. They're on a roll. Mahomes. Kansas City has not been to a Super Bowl since 1970. Woo! No, I'd like to see that happen. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. Can we talk about Bob Costas for a moment? We can. Parts ways with NBC. Sounds like it was a mutual and amicable split. He was contracted there through 2021, and they just said, okay, there's, we'll, we'll come to some sort of a settlement. Now, you're still going to hear Bob on the air if you get MLB Network because he's still going to call baseball games for MLB Network, which was is the thing that got him into broadcasting and – Basically, his raison d'etre. He loves baseball mm-hmm. and is quite the historian, and it's it's wonderful to listen to him do a game. I think he's best known. He hosted 11 Olympic Games yes. for NBC. And, and when you think about that, the Olympics, you know, the Super Bowl is big, but it's one night. The Olympics, you are in somebody's living room. For two consecutive weeks, every night, even Saturday and Sunday, and you know it—it's an awesome task. There's a lot of homework involved. Yeah, and uh, and he did that eleven times, which I think is more than anybody has ever done it before. Mm. Also, accomplished studio host. I first met Bob Costas. He was the NFL pregame host for NBC back in the mid-80s, and he was 
in here to um, for some sort of fundraiser, I think for the Special Olympics before Notre Dame hosted them. And I had the chance to interview him, and I was only 20 years old. Okay. And he was known, he was still known as this very young, uh, bright broadcaster. And I, I knew all kinds of things about Bob Costas. He's a big wrestling fan. So I closed my little radio interview I did with him by asking him about that night's WWE, at that time, the WWF heavyweight championship match. And Costa says, I don't comment on matches that don't feature the managerial skills of one Mr. Fuji. <laughs> I completely forgot that he had later with Bob Costas. Oh, my gosh. to 01. And that was a tremendous show. That There were some great interviews done on that show. And uh, I wonder if we can find those anywhere. Probably that, YouTube. That kept me up late many nights watching him interview... And and I think that's one of his best skills is he's an accomplished interviewer. He mm-hmm. he does great homework, knows the questions to ask. Uh, obviously, he got under the skin of Vince McMahon one night, and they almost—I mean, Vince wanted to tear him apart. Was that after Letterman? So it would be Carson Letterman then Costas. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you had a pretty good trifecta going right there wow. with Carson Letterman Costas. Um. So he's he's co-hosted the Today Show. I mean, he's done so many things in his career. On the record with Bob Costas on HBO. Yeah. That was a long run, too. Wow. So here here's a Costas story for you. Uh, he and Jeffers had struck up a friendship because they were both... Costas was uh, from St. Louis, and Jeff grew up in Missouri. Okay. And Jeff had been to enough little NBC functions and kind of struck up a friendship with Bob. So Bob is here. I think the night that I interviewed him on the radio, he and Jeffers went out to a local pizza hut after Jeff's six o'clock show. Okay. The service was a little bit slow that night. And finally, Bob has had enough of waiting for their pitcher of beverage to be brought to him lays down on the floor of the Pizza Hut, wriggles around yelling, I'm parched! I'm parched! And finally, somebody comes. (laughs) My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast is coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. Let's talk cinema. You decided to go watch M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong or uh, whatever. Well, M. How do you, Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. And uh, he's got a new movie out called Glass. Mm-hmm. And you were very excited about this movie. You brought it up Monday. In fact, uh, many of you have heard the previously, I'm not familiar with the works of M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. It feels so good to be back here at the Death the Lake Club. We like to do a few now a tune entitled Shamalama Ding Dong. So hit it. He's had some other movies out. Split was one, right? Yes. Did I get that right? 
then what was the other one of this trilogy that Glass is the third of? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Mm -hmm. So you've got Unbreakable Split Glass. This was Glass. You went to it last night. That was opening night. I heard it did very well across the nation, maybe made about $4 million on opening night, hmm. which, you know, is what it is. Yeah. But what do you think of the movie? Well, I'm a fan of him. Uh, Sixth Sense, The Village. Which, by the way, I think Sixth Sense, which might have been his... Was that his first one? No, like second or third. Okay. But I think he peaked early. Yeah. Okay. You, he did, because after that, there's some real stinkers. Oh, yeah. So Unbreakable is in 2000. My daughter is three at the time. Okay. And it's a movie about superheroes. It's an origin story, like superheroes. Can can I give some advice to M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong? Sure. If you're going to make a trilogy, you condense it to a little more than 20 years. <laughs> 2000, Unbreakable with Bruce Willis. 2016 is split. One of the best kept secrets of that year was it had anything to do with a movie 16 years previous. It's right at the last minute that they reveal that uh, the guy with, uh, his name's Kevin, he is in the same universe as Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis from the first movie. Okay. So then the movie comes out, it actually does really well, and us little movie nerds are watching Twitter every day waiting for the, yes, there will be a sequel to Split that ties it all together. It was about four weeks after that Disney went, all right, let's go for it. Now, Touchstone Pictures, right? Touchstone, Universal was the big, you know, the globe with the, yeah. Is that okay. Disney? But anyways, greenlit, here we go. We're having a trilogy. So Glass is classic M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan ding dong. One or two twists in the film where you go, oh, oh. I took my 12-year-old who had seen Split, has not seen Unbreakable. But thank you, YouTube, for making a nine-minute, here's what you need to know, walking oh, into this good. movie. That's helpful. Yes. He was very, very excited about this. He loved it. Like, he talked about, we went out to dinner, because it was dude night. He talked about it all the way through dinner. Kind of wanted some more information. He was glued to the movie screen. And then when we walked out, he talked about it from the time we walked out to the time we got into the garage. Asking me a question. How would you rank this, Dad? Where do you put it with the three? Where do you put it with the M. Night Shyamalan resume? Okay, so are you going to answer those questions for us? How would I, you rank it with I the think three? It was, I think it's a great part of the trilogy. I think I think you watch all three of these on a Sunday afternoon, snowy, and you think you'd enjoy it. Okay. I liked everything about this movie except for the ending. Okay. The ending left me going, oh, okay. And I've read this morning, there was a different ending, but because of the world we live in right now and the current affairs, oh. they thought it wouldn't do the story justice. It felt more like a jab at the current ah. conditions. I see. So um, They didn't want to make it into a political movie. Right. So I immediately caught on to one of the M. Night's classic little twists. And I leaned over to my son, and I, I said to him, why does she know so much about these people when they've been living in the shadows? Why does she, why does she have this much information? That was a big tell. And then the last part of the movie kind of brought it all in together. And then the ending of endings was like, oh, okay. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
this is something that perhaps fascinates only me, and if that's the case, I'm sorry to the maniacs. Mm -hmm. I am always kind of intrigued as to what makes other people tick. So for you, your son, for my 17-year-old son, movies like this, the superhero movies, these kind of sci-fi movies, you guys get excited about these. They make you tick. Yes. Not my cup of tea. Does nothing for no, you. Not my genre whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always fascinated as to why, you know, what make, why does something like that drive you, but it doesn't drive me? My two cents, and it kind of came out in this movie. Like I told my son last night, we got in the car, we went a little deep. I said, this whole movie's a metaphor. Samuel L. Jackson's character is gung-ho about figuring out who you are so I can figure out who I am and how I fit into all this. Okay. So it's a it's a big movie about purpose. You know, do you have what it takes? You know, there's voices in the world that you and I have heard in our lifetime of either you've got what it takes or you don't have what it takes. Sure. Whose voice are you going to listen to? Right. So there's a lot of that in this movie. Uh, and so, and there's also, I'm, I think all of the great movies steal from us and our stories and the greatest story of all time. You know, I think if you're watching closely, you see that stuff, you see yourself in the film and you go, oh, I don't have superpowers, but apparently to some people I do have a few talents. Right. How do you make the best of your life in this world with those talents? Okay. That's what I got out of this current movie. Now- Speaking of movies, so my wife has signed up for this class that Notre Dame is offering. It You don't have to pay for it. or Well, you have to pay for the movie tickets. But it's basically a class on Hitchcock movies. Okay. So Wednesday, she says, do you want to go see Psycho with me? And I've never seen Psycho all the way through. I think I'm like many, many Americans who... Okay, you know about the shower scene. Yes. You know it's a Hitchcock movie. You know Janet Leigh was in this famous scene. You know Anthony Perkins is in it in the Bates Motel. And you kind of know a lot of references about this movie, but maybe you haven't seen it all the way. One of the classic ones. You've heard about it so much that you almost don't need to see it. The other thing about this was that um, because it's a class, I mean, there's a professor, and after the movie there was a discussion. Mm Mm-hmm about the movie now this probably points out many flaws in my character and i have no problem doing that for the maniac because if you listen to the show you already know i'm a flawed person that's right um (laughs) so we're done with the movie and people are bringing up topics and i swear some people bring things up just to hear themselves talk sure Open mic. The, and there's a gentleman down about three rows from us, and he's talking, well, what about the Oedipus complex here? And the fact that, you know, he eventually killed his father, and and I'm just like, dude, it's late. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Move it. Uh, but there were some good things brought up about, the, first of all, Hitchcock was just a, I mean, so far ahead of his time yes. in terms of the the things that he was able to put in and and the subtle little techniques that he used and um, and if you watch enough hitchcock movies you'll see in this day and age 
everybody borrows from that guy. Absolutely. He, he's like the king of the thrillers. Yeah. The king. You know, and, and then I found myself thinking, well, Anthony Perkins, gosh, did he get typecast as some kind of wacko guy in every movie? Because he's in this movie and, and does really well as, as Norman Bates. And then a couple of years after that movie, he plays Jimmy Pearsall in Fear Strikes Out, which was the true story of Pearsall having mental condition mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. So just little things like that. And again, as far as the movie goes, it kept my attention and I was watching it for different things. But then to hear these people point out little little bits of information afterwards. It almost makes me want to go watch it again because it's like, oh, I didn't catch I didn't that catch the first that. time. Yeah. There's something truly special about a movie you can watch more than once and oh, get sure. something out of it. I think an M. Night Shyamalan movie. A ding-dong. Shyamalan a ding-dong. For example, is a great example of you didn't see what was coming in The Sixth Sense. I sure didn't. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch it a second time a few weeks later, you see all the little clues leading up to that moment. Right. And it's another viewing experience, you know? I think a class like that would be fantastic if it's the right person, the right movie, right, and the right guy or gal leading the conversation. Oh, absolutely. You know? If it isn't, you're in big trouble. Hey, it's open mic. Go ahead, Chester. You know? Right. And this is his moment to shine. And, and here's here's another thing. And this has nothing to do with the class. This just has to do with behavior in a movie theater. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast within the podcast. This podcast is called Rant. While the pre- so this was done at the Browning Cinema at the DeBartolo Center. Okay. Which is a, a typical movie house. They're showing previews. They want you to come back to the Browning Center at the DeBartolo Center to watch other movies. Mm-hmm. They're showing previews. My wife is sitting to my left. And to the left of her is Chatty Cathy. That's what we're going to call her. Yeah. And Chatty Cathy has her back to the screen during the previews and is loudly conversing. Now, granted, it's an older couple, so maybe you do have to be loud. But is loudly conversing with a couple behind her. No, 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 no. You want to do that, there's a lobby out there. Okay? You go to the lobby. Or, here's another thing, sit next to the older couple. Don't sit down here by me, because you know what? I'd like to hear the preview. Maybe there's a movie that I would like to come see. But I won't have that opportunity, Chatty Cathy, because you're pulling your own string. I'm not a big fan of the theater selling nachos in a bag. No. Bad move, because the bag crinkles, the nachos are loud. Popcorn is fine. The loudest snack in the world is the nacho. Of course, the hot dog, perfect snack, quiet. Quiet. And it's gone before the movie starts if you're in the man family. Right. Oh, yeah. You've been listening to Rant, the podcast within the podcast. We now resume our regular podcast. My son is predicting 2019 to be one of the best years in cinema. Really? Yes. And what makes him say that? We started with last night with Glass. You got uh, Captain Marvel coming up, which will be a huge part of the Marvel Universe. When does that come out? Uh, March. Okay. April, Avengers Endgame. July 5th, Spider-Man Far From Home. Toy Story 4, the another X-Men movie. 
Star Wars on Christmas Day. Yeah, you could see some box office. Uh, That's we, a good observation by Caleb. Do we Man. get a Mission Impossible this year? No, we get two back-to-back in 21 and 22. And there's a couple other big ones coming out this year. By the way. Like one a month. While we're on cinematic talk, I would like to make this announcement here on the Sports Yak. You're making an announcement? I'm making an announcement. I'm going to put this out there. I am available to host the Oscars. Thank you. Since they seem to want nobody... I'm available. You know, the, I am nobody. You know what the talk is on the Twitter? Oh, that they're gonna that they're gonna do these little vignettes with different movies and skits like that, and no host. I read the Avengers, like they're bringing in the whole Marvel team: Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey. No, that's not what the Oscars are about. We I don't get, want them to. Ho- I no, need to, they need to a cut out all the the garbly gook. Get to the big ones. Make it an hour. Yeah. Post it on Twitter and do it in five minutes, okay? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Oh, wait, best costume design's coming up. NOC. NOC? No one cares. All right, thank you. It's like a call from Concert Dave. <laughs> Concert Dave line one. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? All right, episode 51. That feels good. That feels real good. We went into extended time, overtime, for those of you sports maniacs that like to use that kind of lingo. Well, you got sports and entertainment. We're a regular ESPN, except we're not on ESPN. That's right. I think I'd like to leave the people with some new Switchfoot music, hence the new album out today. Okay. Uh, We'll pick something from Native Tongue. But until next time, which is more than likely next week, Anything? Any last words, Chuck? Go Chiefs. I'll go, I'll leave you with, if you can, well, why not? Shamalama ding dong. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys gotta look good too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet Ian Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.